the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. And now, here's your host, Paul George. Welcome to the Paul George Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Paul George. I'm a 30-year, 30, 33-year, 30, I can't, I keep getting tripped up on that every time. I'm a 33-year agent now that helps uh, people buy, sell, and build homes in the central Ohio area. Today, you know, one of my first segments is always what's going on in the real estate market. And today, I'm going to talk to another real estate agent. He's kind of an up-and-comer, um, but he's actually out in the field because of, um, I say that because there's so many part-time agents and there's agents that maybe do one, two, three homes a year. Um, but this guy is, uh, he hits the ground running every day with real estate. He does things that are a little bit different than, uh, most traditional agents do. So, um, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a real estate agent and, you know, what else do you do? Well, the reason I'm having him, like I said, is that, uh, there's a lot of, part-time agents that maybe sell a few homes a year. Um, just to do some quick math, you know, last year in the within the Columbus Board of Realtors, there was over 33,000 33, homes that sold uh, through our MLS system. Um, with a bit of rounding, there's about 10,000 licensed real estate agents that belong to our MLS. So, I mean, if you do the quick math on the average, that comes out to about three, 3.3 houses per agent. And, you know, of course, my industry is like many others in that, you know, the top producers do, you know, the majority of the business. And in real estate, that holds true as well. Um, it's kind of like the 80-20 rule where the top 20% do probably 80% of the business. Um, and if I had to guess, I think it's even more than that. It's very top heavy and um, which is fine uh, but when you start getting down to some of the others you may not get the experience you need or get the um, uh, again more so the experience than anything of going through transactions uh, we went through a period here where you know candidly you know anybody could sell a house when I say sell a house they can put up a sign and there were more buyers than sellers so it wasn't hard to find that buyer where the experience comes in, of course, is what happens after that. And a lot of agents got tripped up on it. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, different personality types in the real estate industry. There is a lot of situations, like I say, where people, it's not their full-time career, and that's okay. Um, there's a lot of people who need it for supplemental income, uh, a lot of people who need it just to you know, do some things that they have their own self-interest in. Like, I want to buy my own house. Uh, I want to sell my own house. So I'm going to get my license to do it. And that's fine. Um, this guy is somebody that is going the whole breadth of real estate, meaning that he's working with first-time home buyers. He's working with uh, investors. He's working with luxury home people. Uh, kind of the same as I do, because I've been doing this all the time. And my kind of evolves. When you start with a few clients, they evolve into investors. They evolve into luxury buyers. They evolve into, um, you know, their kids evolve into the first-time home buyers again. So uh, my guest is, Jensen, we're going to have a conversation of what is currently going on in the real estate uh, market right now. There is a lot of different things because it's a Needless to say, it's a very, very confusing market. Uh, we are still in uh, a mode where um, there's still houses. You know, I just had one over the weekend. I listed it on Friday. 
And whenever this gets aired, this it was the Friday after Thanksgiving. It was the first day on the market. Had a couple of offers on it, and it is in contract for more than asking price. And that is kind of a unicorn in that it's not happening with everything right now. And the reason it's kind of a unicorn is because of it was a house that doesn't come up very often. It was a ranch. Um, it was a good empty nester type home that people have been looking for. It was a luxury home that is also an empty nester home. And, you know, the whole purpose for me putting it on the market at the time was that a lot of relatives were coming back to see their kids um, for the holidays. And sure enough, it was somebody from Michigan who was visiting their kids and they said, Hey, we want to get closer to our grandkids. We may not live here permanently. We, we want a place to go when we have to. So those are the kind of things that are happening. Whereas on the other side of it, um, I toured a house in Westerville, gosh, a week and a half ago. Uh, and I mentioned this last time in that, um, it was a perfect house. I mean, if you'd look at it, you'd say, what's wrong with it? I looked up the pricing on it. It was priced very well. Uh, but it's still sitting there, and the sellers are getting a little confused as to, hey, what's going on? I thought the market was great. So you've got that mentality of what it was like six months ago, and you got the reality of what's going on right now because things have changed between politics, between interest rates, between just the overall easiness and uneasiness about the uh, market right now. Um, that's what we're going to talk about is this confusing market because it's not the same for everybody. And this is where, you know, somebody like Jensen is out there seeing what's going on, because if you're selling one, two, three, four houses a year and you haven't sold a house in two months, things have changed. Um, our value a lot of times is reading what's currently happening in the market and how that affects you. Um, nobody has a time frame necessarily on when they're going to sell. It seems recently, um, you know, I've been talking about a lot of my sellers have been uh, people that are selling their parents' homes. There's no time, good time or bad time for this. This one was over the weekend was a widower who's going to move in with her uh, adult children. And the adult children are welcome, welcome, welcoming her there. Um, every situation is different. It's not necessarily the traditional, hey, I want to get into the school district by the end of the school year and I want to get in before the school year starts kind of thing. That used to be how it was. So when we come back, we're going to start that conversation with Jensen. Um, and he is a real estate agent within my office. He is a lot younger than me, so he's a little more savvy on some of the new marketing techniques that it takes to get houses sold and get them in front of people. Um, before we come back, I do want to remind you that after this show is over, you can go on Spotify, you can go on iHeartMedia, you can go on Apple, iTunes, and look up the Paul George Real Estate Show and subscribe to it. We have a lot of interesting guests, um, one of which is coming up soon. It's going to be the Franklin County Auditor. I want you to listen to those kind of things, but you can also go back and listen to the old ones. We'll be right back with uh, Jensen. Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group with over 30 years of experience will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. Visit the Paul George Real Estate Group at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. 
Hey, remember to give us a like on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and look up the Paul George Group and find me and give me a like. That always helps uh, create some momentum for the show as well. Um, you can also look up my uh, team at the halfthebeatles.com. That's probably the easiest one to find. So just, you know, type in halfthebeatles.com. You'll find the Paul George Group uh, webpage. We have all of our listings, but we also have a lot of good information about uh, buying and selling, just some basic information if you want to get started with things. Um, and again, you can always email me questions for the show at paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. In an upcoming show, we are going to go over a lot of those questions and just have a question and answer segment because of it seems like uh, we're, we're getting a few here. So as I mentioned before, I have a guest today that is a fellow real estate agent. He's actually within my office, but like many offices, we are so busy doing things, um, we don't get to see each other a whole lot. We're kind of old souls when it comes to working in real estate because we actually go in the office. I actually see Jensen in the office, and within 300 agents out of our office, we may see 20 or 30 because most people choose to work out of their home, which they can certainly do. Um, but my guest today is Jensen Spike of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realtors. And Jensen, you know, we always joke about radio, and that uh, the reason we're on radio is because we have a face for radio, and uh, that's probably true with both of us, but Jensen actually has a voice for radio. Um, our engineer was kind of telling us, uh, yeah, you can turn his mic down a little bit because of he's got a good booming voice. So Jensen Spike, I want you to introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about you and uh, what you're doing within real estate, but also tell me a little bit more about yourself. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, and thanks for uh, the kind words uh, in your setup. Um I've been an agent for 15 years now. Um, I got my license uh, living in Chicago as a professional musician um, as something to pay the bills. You know, just like you kind of started with uh, the part-timer. I was a part-timer. However, I got my license in 2008, which I think everybody was a part-timer in 2008. Uh, there just weren't a lot of deals being transacted because I got in as the market collapsed um, Due to the, uh, you know, banking, banking. yeah, banking yeah. situation that uh, we're all too familiar with. Well, at least guys that have been doing it for a while. Um, but uh, I, you know, when you get in, you don't know what you don't know. And what I, I was living in a big city, so I went to people, I went to developers that had bought these apartment buildings and flipped them into condos, thinking they were just gonna you know, sell them like hotcakes to anybody that could fog a mirror because anybody could get a, a loan. Well, that all kind of came crashing down and all these buildings were just sitting empty. So um, I, went, I went to the developers and I said, hey, well, let, let me rent them out, you know. And so I got rental listings for entire buildings. And then I went to YouTube and typed in, how to build a website. And I taught myself, you know, light coding and website building. And, uh, I went out and bought a, you know, $2,000 DSLR camera and, and Googled how to take photos for, you know, real estate or, uh, architecture photos and taught myself photography. And I just started building what I didn't realize was my real estate career through technology um, I think that as the new age of real estate agents, whereas, and I don't mean this as a slight on your age, but when you started, it was a relationship business. And I'm not saying that it's not still a relationship business, but when I started, I was a marketer first and a realtor second. Um, and, you know, I had the benefit of having an older uh, agent be my mentor and kind of fill in the gaps of, okay, well, it's not all, you know, social media and, you know, all the, the fancy drones and the, and the things that you have, you also have to know the nuts and bolts of the transaction and how to read a contract and how to draft good clauses and how to, you know, manage your day to day. Um, and I'm still learning, you know, I think that's, you get to an, uh, a point in this business. And I say that, you know, I'm generalizing, but agents that start out, they know nothing. 
then they get either on a team or they get, you know, they get lucky or they get a good mentor and then they get about three to five years in the business and they enter what I call the danger zone. And they know it all. Uh, that's right. And they, they're, they're co- too cocky for their, for their own good. <laughs> and they're, they're actually terrible to do a deal with. I'd rather do a deal with a brand new agent that knows nothing than one of these agents that's in the quote unquote danger zone. And from, from there, if you can make it past that, which I think most people that have made it that far do, I just hope that you make it to the next level. Whereas every day, you know that you're never going to know everything in this business and that you're thirsty for knowledge. You're thirsty for relationships. People do business with people they know, like, and trust as far as consumers. But more importantly, as I've gotten older in this business is that my relationships with my other fellow agents like yourself is as important, if not more important to getting deals done, because you know, if I call you, you respect me as an agent and vice versa, you're going to pick up the phone. Whereas a lot of these agents, they don't pick up the phone. Well, and, and again, not to interrupt you there, but you know, we go through life cycles of real estate and you talked about, you know, bank owned properties. You talked about, um, you know, getting a loan anytime, uh, just if you had a pulse, basically we have just gotten through a time where we had multiple offers on houses and the relationships I had with other agents kind of put their offer at the top if everything else was equal because I know that agent and I know they get the job done uh, and we can do it on a cooperative basis instead of an adversarial basis. And at the end of the day, it's about getting the house sold and making the buyers and sellers happy. And I think sometimes people lose sight of that fact that we all have a self invested interest in getting something done at the end of the day. But if we don't take care of the clients that we're serving, we're not going to get that next one. We're always working for that next deal. Um, I can't tell you how many times we've bought and sold things at buyers and sellers where if you look at the dollars, it's not a whole lot of dollars, but I have families who have made me hundreds of thousands of dollars because I took care of one of theirs. And next thing you know, they have a cousin, they have a, mom, they have a dad, they have this and that. And the lifetime value of some of my clients after 30 years, you can imagine how high that is. And, you know, we just went through Thanksgiving and I sent out texts to probably 30 different families. I just said, I'm so thankful for you guys. You made my career. Um, and it's only because we helped each other. Um, so we can go through all that as much as we want. I think people want to hear a little bit more about I want to get your thoughts on how you're viewing this current real estate market. I don't want, you know, I don't want to sound like a bunch of old guys talking about the past. I want to know what people want to know right now. What's going on in real estate? I get stopped in the grocery store. I just had Thanksgiving. I just had, you know, a football game and everybody sits. First thing they ask Paul George is, hey, what's going on in the real estate market? Give me your view. Well, so obviously one thing I like to tell my clients is I don't have a crystal ball, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Um, as you've been in this business for a while, you start to have a crystal brain, right? And we, we can kind of almost predict what's going on, but now more than ever, you can't have a part-time agent because you have to be in the market in the moment. And that moment changes week to week as the interest rates fluctuate. You know, I did a deal where I had like reverse reload. They were leaving, they... They were leaving Columbus and they had a house to sell and they, we luckily met early enough on where I told them, listen, you don't need to leave until the end of August. You can't hit the market in July. I predict it's going to slow down at the end of June going into July and then we're going to hit the July 4th slow down. The buyers are going to be fatigued with all of these multiple offers and you can either listen to me or I, or you don't have to, but you know, I use the, I don't have a crystal ball, but this is my prediction. And they, 
We're very glad that they took my advice because that absolutely happened. But we got 80,000 over asking on a little uh, 350 brick ranch in Hilliard. Um, They also had seller paid costs by the buyer. I mean, it was just, uh, it was just wrapped up pretty and put a nice little bow on it. And then they let them stay there rent free until the end of August, exactly when they needed to leave because we kind of timed what I predicted the market was going to do. Again, I don't want to play, you know, let's look at the past. Let's look forward. Um, that being said, I think right now is the best time you could ever be a buyer. Um, cause I think it's going to get real hard again in the spring. I think, you know, we're going into an election year and that can be a little volatile, but, um, I think that the fed is going to want to show a strong economy to try to keep, um, power. And the other side is going to, you know, try to claim, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, the, both sides are going to put their spin on it, but having a good economy is going to be better for the election year. So I think there will be moves made. And again, this is just a prediction moves made to kind of maybe ease the rising interest rates, which we already are seeing them come down a little bit. Um, but we're going to be back into, you know, four, four or five agents at every showing and, and multiple offers on every house. And, and right now you have the ability to sleep on it. Um, potentially, you know, things potentially, are, yeah. things are, things are still going fast. I mean, you said you listed a house over the weekend and this is historically the worst time to list a house between, uh, Thanksgiving and the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I listed one on Friday and I got, I think around six showings and I've got agents asking for an RPD. Those for you that don't know, that's a residential property disclosure. But when an agent is asking for that, that generally means their client has high interest and they're thinking about writing. So that's a follow-up call I have for today. But, you know, that's great activity for this time of year. So. Hey, if you're just tuning in, um, this is the Paul George Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Paul George. But uh, we're talking with Jensen Spike, who is basically got boots on the ground now, what's going on in real estate at this very moment. Um, you know, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, you know, I mentioned the um, house that I had that went into contract that quick. You know, what I didn't say is I met with him probably six months ago, and we were going over the scenarios of timing and mostly what to do with all of her stuff. That was probably as much as anything. But one of the things I wanted to ask you is that what do you see as the expectations right now of the buyers and the sellers? Because I think one of our main jobs is creating that correct expectation. Well, I think that um, the sellers think we're in a seller's market and the buyers think we're in a buyer's market. So that's that's up to us to fight that battle. And we, we have to set clear expectations with both buyers and sellers right now. And it's, it's not easy. You know, it's the, even though we're the experts, there's no other field where people go to a, well, Thanksgiving dinner and, you know, uncle Al, you know, tells, you know, the kids, Oh, well, you know, you should be getting 15 offers on your house. My neighbor just listed his house and he got, you know, and he got a hundred thousand over asking. Well, yeah, that was April of last year. And one of the things that people see us for is that we need to bring it down to a, a local, almost a street level yeah. as to what's going on because things are different right now in Clintonville than they were a few months ago, Clintonville used to be the the golden goose. Anything you have in Clintonville, it's going to sell in seconds. Well, it takes a little more work these days. Um, if you have, you know, I'll tell you one thing that's going off the shelf a little bit is if you have an updated luxury home, there's not enough of those right, right. now. And people would never notice that. Of course, we have the shortages, too. 
We have the shortages of, if anything's in the 200s right now, it doesn't matter where it is, what school district it is, and you assume that that's going to sell quickly. Okay, it'll go on the market, and it'll come off the market quickly, but right now one of the things we're dealing with is buyers are not settling for an as-is house. They're looking for more seller concessions, and people would never realize that if they think about, oh, we're selling it as-is, we're selling it for more than asking, we're getting those challenges that are coming back, but on the other side, we're also having the houses like we had talked about here where they're still selling for over asking and, you know, I've had an inspection on mine tomorrow and I'm not, I've already told the sellers that even though it says as is, they still have the right to walk away. So we just got to be careful. Don't get your hopes up yet. Again, that's going into creating the right expectations for um, what this market is like. People are starting to get a sense of it, um, but you don't know. Because I think, of, I think the term "pottery barn perfect" yeah. needs. I mean, needs it's to coming be, back. It's coming. It's coming back. It's something we never used, and it seems like for the last few years. And that's that's what it that's what it comes down to is it has to look good, and you'll still have multiple offers. There's the demand is still there. It's just you you have to do some work to the house. Well, again, if you guys have any questions, please email us at paulgeorgegroup.com. And again, go to my website. That'll give you all the links to everything you need to know about uh, real estate right now. We'll be back after the news. Thanks. Submit your questions for the show to paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your host, Paul George, and I'm here with Jensen Spike. Jensen, screw that. I've done that. <laughs> Jensen Spike of uh, Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realtors, and we are discussing what's going on in the local market as we sit. Uh, not what happened last year, last week, last month. It's kind of as we sit. Um, Jensen, before we get back to our topic, I'd like to let the audience try to get to know you on a little different level. Uh, tell me a little bit about your family. Um, I am, uh, the proud father of two kids, Dylan and Darcy. Dylan is 11 going on 12 in February. And my daughter Darcy is eight and, um, Everyone refers to her as our little tax deduction because her birthday is on New Year's Eve. Oh. So <laughs> you timed that just right, didn't you? That's, That's the only what, reason. I don't <laughs> think we had anything to do with it. But uh, they're they're great. Um, they're just coming off of football and uh, cheerleading, and now we're heading into basketball season. So I'll be doing a lot of running around and dad uh, Ubering this evening. Tell me about your mom. Um, Not your mom. Their mom. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your mother. (laughs) Um, So uh, my wife and I have been married for uh, 13 years, but we met in high school. Um, So high school sweethearts kind of took a break around the college years. Um, uh, she went off to college. I went off to college, but I quickly came back and just pursued life as a musician, um, which is, you know, what's funny about my real estate career is I never really would have expected this to happen. Um, I kind of fell into it, if you will, and uh, it's it's been great. But I, um, we, my wife and I lived in Chicago for about a decade. She was uh, a working architect, and I... Um, I played, toured, traveled, played everything from coffee shops to arenas um, all over the Midwest and, uh, you know, and beyond. So uh, I've got cool stories. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll bet you do. I've heard I, some of them. I used, I used to be cool. Now I'm, I, you know, now I sell real estate and live in the suburbs. So you know, I don't see you as ever having a nine to five job. Either, no. Isn't it? <laughs> no, that's no. one of the nice things about real estate is it does serve your entrepreneurial purpose. But uh, one of the questions I ask people, and I'm, this will be interesting to hear your answer because of uh, you do things that people have answered that they want to do. 
But the, the question is, if you could learn one job, one talent instantly, what would that be? Wow. That's, um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think, I think I'd expand on music. I think I'd like to be able to play the guitar. Well, see, this is where I was going because everybody else who comes and says, I wish I could play the guitar. I wish I could play the, some musical interest, instrument or they want, they think they can dance or mm-hmm. sing or something like that. You can already do that. Well, yeah. So I just want to be better. Said, what are you going to say? I want to be better. You want to be better. You don't want to be a better realtor, do you? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, I, I actually signed up for a, a, an online course, which I'm really interested to see how that's going to play play into my um, technique and, and, and particular instrument or just the next uh, drums, level with something. Drums, you know, I, so I, next level of something you already know. Yeah, my mother in law was like, "Why would why would you do that?" And I said, "Well, if if I'm not learning, then I'm stagnant. So you know, I'm not out there playing, which." You know, the years and years of playing is what made me good. Now I sit down and I go, damn. How can I get better? I'm good, but I wonder if I could do this or do that. And I don't have the the hours, you know, because this job is so intensive to to do as much as I want. Um, I figured this course would keep me on some sort of regiment and pace so that, I, you know, I'll be kind of... Um, you know, responsible to myself and, you know, I needed an accountability partner and, you know, I didn't really have anybody but me. Well, I hate to say it, but real estate's kind of the same way. Any profession you want to do well at, you'll never be stagnant if you quit learning, you're dead. So it's, it's, it's good to hear that you don't know it all in that either. So Mm -hmm. you're always learning when it comes to something that somebody would look at you like, like your mother-in-law says, you already know this stuff. What do you want to do any more for? Right. Like, well, you can always get better. I mean, why do you, why do we get together and, you know, with other professionals and, you know, go have a drink and split a pizza and, and talk about the market. It's, it's why I have a coach that I, I meet with once a week and talk about the trials and tribulations that I'm dealing with. And then he also keeps me accountable to my numbers and pushes me and says, do you think you could do, you know, two listings every month for the rest of the year. And I'm like, yeah, probably. And he goes, okay, well then can you do three? And I'm saying, well, yeah, probably. And he said, okay, can you do four? And I go, "Ah!" and he goes, okay, it looks like we hit, we hit, I want you to do three listings every month for the rest of the year. And, Mm -hmm. and he's held me accountable to that. And I've listed three houses every month since we had that conversation. So it does help to have somebody to push you. So, all right. Now, getting back to our topic a little bit. One of the reasons I have you on is because I've been impressed with how you have embraced technology and how people consume some of that technology. You know, again, when I graduated from Ohio State, I had a marketing degree, too. But my marketing consisted of using a fax machine and sending things out or sending postcards out with stories of houses that have sold and things like that. So it's evolved with technology. Tell me some of the ways you have used technology to help clients either buy a home or sell a home, especially on the selling side, because you've gotten a little bit of a reputation with some of your Facebook squibs and videos and things like that that are getting out there. But the whole idea is to get attention and hopefully get enough people to see it that they would want to buy it. And in the end, end of the day, it helps the seller. When you have more buyers, it's going to create a little more buzz on a house. Tell me some of the ways you are doing those things uh, and some of the other agents are doing things, but you seem to be taking it to a different level. Well, so um, with every home or whatever you're trying to accomplish, the first and foremost, foremost thing that I ask myself is I try to reverse engineer who's my buyer. So you put that house in contract over the weekend. It was a, a little brick ranch in Westerville kind of. Yeah. That so, yeah. so I mean, you automatically know it's an empty nester. It's grandparents that want to be near their grandkids. I mean, and who was your buyer? Mm-hmm. Exactly that. So you kind of have to think like that. Well, in March of 2020, I had $5 million in listings and all of a sudden 
the world's shut down and everyone's afraid of their own shadow, um, I was tuned into technology enough that now everyone's familiar with the term Matterport, but at the time, no one really knew what it was. I don't think people are, so why don't you give a two-second explanation of so, what Matterport is? So what it, what it was was I went to a trade show uh, three or four months prior to and had extensive conversation with them, and I... What what this machine does is it does a 3D model scan. It scans the entire property, home, whatever, and and builds a model that you can walk through virtually either on your PC, on your phone, whatever, and look up, look down. I mean, I think we're far enough in technology that people understand that this this exists. But, you know, 2020 really accelerated our, you know, comfort with being online because we were forced into it. Well, in March of 2024, I wasn't even in the country. We were on vacation when COVID supposedly, you know, like hit on quote unquote. And, uh, I went out in the front yard unbeknownst to my wife and got on the phone with this company and said, I need a camera right now. So I came back and I, the first thing I did was I tell, told every single seller Hey, I need you to turn on all the lights and open the doors and and leave the house. I'm coming over and I'm going to scan every every house. And so I was one of the first agents to actually be doing full virtual 3D walk walkthroughs so that I could continue to try to market and sell those properties and get people to walk through the houses without actually even going to the house, um, which has been very beneficial through selling to out of state buyers as well especially in the luxury sector. Um, but I, and that that's just one example of some of the things I've done. You know, if there's, if there's anything that's as true as death and taxes is that realtors will ruin everything. <laughs> so tell us like it is, <laughs> you know, you know, the first realtor that got on Facebook was, it was just all over, you know, and now it's, you know, our feeds are inundated with, you know, at first it was it was the photos and then the videos. And now everybody's, you know, on there trying to do the, the same. You know, they they everyone mimics each other in our industry, generally speaking. So, you know, you you see one. Welcome to one, two, three Main Street. Come on inside. Let's take a look around. You, you now it's a dime a dozen. It used to be something that stands out and it doesn't so much anymore. So it's about that pattern interrupt. That's how you get the attention. Um, and so I try to do things that are, uh, attention getting, whether that's, you know, you know, sprinting down the, the street in, in Spiri's, you know, and, and dressed like a, like a real estate agent and, or, you know, laying on super dated pink carpet and petting the carpet and talking about, I've seen that video. Well, so, so, you know, as a, so this weekend, uh, I had some car problems, uh, and I was not able to be at my video shoot. So the videographer shot the, the video, how I had asked. And I said, well, okay, how am I going to interject myself into the video? So I set up a camera on the beach on Lake Erie. Cause that's where I was for, uh, for the holidays and the opening shot is just the waves crashing in on the beach. And then here I come walking up the beach and I start talking to the camera saying, Hey, I'm not in Columbus, but I've got a great listing in Pickerington. I'd love to tell you about. So let's take a look. So that quick, like what, what's going on here stopped. It was, it was the pattern interrupt of, you know, the welcome to one, two, three main street. Yeah. My name is so-and-so come on inside. Let's take a look around. And I think that that's what it's about. It's, it's, it's not so much innovating as much as it's standing out and just not looking like everyone else. And so I, you know, and I, I hate TikTok. I know i sound like an old man saying I don't like TikTok, but I put that thing up and I had almost 1800 views within like three or four hours. Well, again, it's, it's, it's something different when sellers, you're trying to stand out within, you know, 6,000 other homes, 3,000 other homes that are on the market. How do you do it? 
Hey, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we this is the Paul George Real Estate Show, and I'm with Jensen Spike, and we're talking about the current real estate market and how that is um, what's going on right now in the current real estate market and some of the techniques we're doing to get things sold and getting attention on listings right now. You know, we're talking about this technology, and, you know, ever since I've started, again, a zillion years ago, um, they say technology is going to take – the place of realtors and you just went through a perfect blend of using both. Uh, you've got to have some personality to it, but people want to be able to use the Matterhorn to kind of walk through the house. Where else do you see the value as you as an agent that helps a seller sell a home that helps a buyer find a home that helps the buyer and the seller get through the process. Once they find a home, where do you think that, how do you use that in conjunction with technology? Well, they're never going to be able to automate the real estate transaction out completely because, you know, one thing that seasoned agents like ourselves realize and we quickly forget at times is that it, no offense to the consumer, but they don't do this very often. They need us and they don't, they don't need us to find the house. You know, I've, I've heard a million times, oh, my realtor didn't do anything. I found it on Zillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how did you get to the closing table? Cause that's what it's really about. You know, when the husband, you know, doesn't really like the house, but the wife's in love with it, you know, how do you kind of coach them through, you know, that, you know, you become, a therapist, you become, you know, a, a, gu- a guide, a, a, you know, you, you know, they, they got, you know, I won't drop any names, but they went online and, and got pre-approved through some online mortgage company that they, you know, there's no face of the, the person that they just typed in their social security number and got this, you know, at times artificially low rate that, they don't understand the fees that are baked into that. And, you know, I, I, I stay in my lane. I don't want to talk too much about mortgage, but like, you know, you need to be their guide and that's why they're not going to be able to automate us out of the process. We, we are there as their catch all intermediary through the transaction. Well, and over time I have gathered a list of vendors, which is fluid because vendors seem to come and go, but we use probably 50 different people in a transaction. And when you have a uh, home inspection or you have a glitch with your financing, you need somebody else to go to. And we tend to be that go-to person. So when we come back, we are going to try to uh, delve into another subject, but I don't know if we'll have time. But uh, we'll talk to Jensen when we get back and talk about the local real estate market. Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group, with over 30 years of experience, will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise in ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. Visit the Paul George Real Estate Group at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. And again, I'm your host, Paul George. I'm with Jensen Spike. Uh, I still want to say. You almost slipped up again. If you'd spell your name like a normal person and do everything, you know what? Known you it's for how it's many spelled G I N S O N. When is 
Gin. Yeah. When's the last time you went to a bar and ordered a gin and tonic? Paul? Uh, <laughs> I know too many Jensen's that start with a J. So I'm going to give you a hard time about that. Hey, one of the things I like to do is give a tip of the week to homeowners. Um, and this is a little bit more of a tip of the week to anybody who's looking to get into real estate. It's kind of what the overall show is about. But when you are thinking about this, you need to start this conversation and hire a professional. Uh, when I say a professional, somebody who's doing it full time, somebody who's in the business at the moment, um, because of, again, things change. I won't say daily, but at least weekly. Um, you know, people think that interest rates are real high and things like that. And we don't, we, you know, if you're not into it in the last two weeks, the interest rates have dropped significantly. Um, the amount of buyers that are out there has increased significantly. Not that they're buying yet, but they're starting to look. And I can tell that by the hits on my websites. Um, so that means people are interested and they're saying what's going on or what happens if this comes up. Um, you can't just, you know, if you're putzing around on Zillow or realtor.com or any of the websites and things, you're not an instant expert. It's great that you're starting to educate yourself as to kind of what's going on, but you need somebody that's again, has their boots on the ground saying what's really going on. Um, you know, one of the things that Jensen had talked about before was, you know, we have relationships with agents sometimes, and sometimes we just pick up the phone and say, hey, how much activity are you getting on that listing? Um, simple things like that, whereas other agents wouldn't even think of it. Hey, I'm going to set up a showing and I'm going to put an offer in based on this, this, and this. And next thing you know, you say, well, the seller's not even thinking about moving for two months. So make sure you understand that. And you'd have known that if you would have called me. Um, just little things like that. Um we also like to know about things that we hear about through gossip. And when I say gossip, um, uh, Facebook is a wonderful thing, but sometimes, Hey, I think my neighbor's house is going up for sale cause I saw carpet out on the driveway. And next thing you know, 40 agents are over at that house, but they're saying, no, we just need a new carpet. Uh, we can save people a lot of time with anything. Um, you know, I keep mentioning this house that went into contract over the weekend you know, the grandparents came in. One of the concerns was that uh, it's a country club community, and part of that country club has a swimming pool, but it's on the other side of a busy street. Another agent would have not known to tell them, because the buyer's agent didn't know this. She asked me the question. I said, the kids can ride their bike down the path, and they go underneath. There's a tunnel there. They didn't know about that tunnel, so they didn't have to cross that busy street. Um, you know, when... Um, I have somebody who's I've shown a house before and somebody else asked me about the house. Uh, uh, I'm showing one today after this. Uh, I had been in the house and I talked to the agent before and it used to be a house that was rented by a church and it was set up for big gatherings. And she was wondering why it hadn't sold. And I said, it has a very unique uh, use for it. And it was great for her. She says, I love projects and things. Uh, and I always talk about the fish house smell, uh, fish house. Um, there's a house that was great and, you know, I had been through it before and the guy didn't buy it because it smelled like fish. And I was able to tell the next buyer saying, okay, can you put up with this? And they said, no. So what all this comes down to is that get somebody who's in the business, who's actually doing the business to save you a lot of time. Um, so I, Getting off that subject, I want to get back to Jensen. Um, you know, you touched on it before, and maybe you can get a little more specific about, you know, we're at the end of year 2023, and I won't hold you to this, but what is your crystal ball, as you said? What do you think might be, we might be looking at in the, and I'm going to say the local real estate market, because we're getting all kinds of predictions for the national real estate market. What do you see here going on in Columbus, Ohio, and its metro area? Well, I think Columbus, Ohio is insulated from any of the chatter nationally. Um, obviously, we're affected by the interest rates, which affects affordability, but still Columbus in general at this moment is a very affordable place to live, um, and that's likely going to change as we've seen the 
you know, increases in values just go up at an astonishing rate. And, you know, I hate to bang the Intel drum, but it's, you know, it's the loudest drum in the room right now, as as well as all of the other major companies and investments in Columbus as it pertains to jobs. And, you know, um, I heard somebody say once, uh, you know, houses are where jobs go to sleep at night. It's John Melchior from Columbus BIA. Yeah. We've had him on and everybody uses that and that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, it's, we don't have houses for those people yet. We don't have enough. No. And that's why right now more than ever is is a great time to be a buyer because when everyone else wakes up from their holiday hangover and decides, okay, Super Bowl's over, you know, you know, let's just call it February's the new March, you know, and they start to call up their agent or start to look, you know, we're going to go out there with our buyers and we're, we're happy to have them. We're happy to represent them, but they're not going to be happy because there's going to be, you know, five cars in the driveway and a bunch of, you know, agents with their clients all lined up at the front door waiting to get in and look at the same house. One of the nice things about our industry, at least locally here, is that we do like to work with each other. We cooperate a lot. Jensen, you know, candidly, he's kind of my competition. You know, there's a chance that we may go to the same house to try to list it and show our marketing plan. But there's enough for us to go around. And so I'm going to ask you, Jensen, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they get a hold of Jensen Spike from Columbus? <laughs> Keller Williams, Greater Columbus Realtors. Well, I'm at Jensen Spike, G-I-N-S-O-N-S-P-E-I-C-H on every platform. Um, you can also go to JensenSpike.com or the OneGroupColumbus.com. All right. Well, great to end. We will see you next week. This has been the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Paul George Real Estate Show. And follow Paul online at paulgeorgerealestate.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.